unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. So tonight is going to be interesting because it's not often that you come across somebody that was a district manager that is willing to talk a little. So <laughs> our guest this evening uh, is Melodic. Melodic reached out to me on Reddit quite a while ago while they were trying to get out of the job they were in. Um, and they finally got their parole papers and they were able to leave. And here we are. So Melodic. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done. Oh, man. Well, I just spent the last decade of my life working in convenience retail. I started at the bottom as a third shift cashier. And by the time I left, I was running 12 stores. So it's definitely been a crazy experience. So how how long, what was your path year-wise? How long did it take you to go from, you know, third shift to running 12 stores? So to get from third shift to assistant was about six months. And then I was promoted to store manager in 2014. And then I was promoted to DM and training in 2020. So, yeah, it, it was definitely, definitely a bit of a stretch, but I, Ooh, I really wasn't. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Of all the you years. Know, I, I get into... Yeah, getting into multi-unit management during COVID was absolutely insane. Now, we're not going to reveal, obviously, what it was, but we're we're talking like a, a company that has like 200 plus locations, correct? Yeah, yeah. By the time I left, we were almost 200 stores. So, ladies and gents, the, the, um, Melodic was, you know, working for a company that was quite damn large. So... Um, Melodic, I know you had sent me some messages and whatnot on, on Reddit. You know, tell us about the things that really kind of pushed you out of wanting to do it anymore. So, I mean, realistically, it kind of all came down to the fact that morally, we just weren't on the same page. They wanted me to treat my hourly people like numbers and they wanted me to churn them and burn them. And, you know, I refused because my people are people. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's the people that are going to generate the revenue, not the product on the shelf. So if we're not treating our people right, we're not going to be doing right by our customers and we're not going to be getting the job done. So, I mean, you know, faced with that and then, you know, we're actually in the middle of a hiring crisis up here right now because realistically nobody wants to work for less than 15 an hour and inconvenience you're looking 10, maybe 12 bucks an hour up here. Now, I know it, it just, yeah, yeah. I know you had mentioned that you went to bat for your people trying to get them raises and you were just basically shut down and told no, correct? Constantly. I mean, I tried to get a um, dollar an hour across the board for um, all of my stores. Um, I, I actually was willing to take a cut and pay to, to accomplish that. And uh, yeah, no, it was completely shut down and was told that that's not how we handle that. And, you know, that our people are there to produce and and i just i wasn't here for it so you know i'm i'm, I'm going to give you a lot of damn props here the willingness to take a pay cut in order to spread the wealth a little bit that's major props because there's not a lot of people to do that i applaud you for that that is fucking excellent that you tried to yeah. go that route but i mean it, it, my thought of it was you know I was that hourly employee at every other job I've been at, you know, I was that, you know, deadly associate. I was that cashier. I was that store support employee. So I know what it's like to be at the entry level of a customer facing environment. I mean, it's not a fun experience. It's definitely not a good time. Nobody is having a good time in retail. Like that's right. just... You know, it's just not a thing. Um, but a couple of comments. Matt says, I got major props for understanding that it's the staff that generate your profits. A hundred percent. 
So, so you know, and I, I think that's one of the things that statement alone, I've always said that there's some district managers out there who've worked their way up the chain. And once they hit DM, they forget where they come from. And, yeah, and, see, I, I can't. Yeah, and you, it my friend, did not. You're fight, you were fighting the good fight, and that is so rare. Oh, believe me, I know. I mean, it's part of the reason that I ended up leaving. I mean, I just, uh, especially in the situation that we're in now where we can't get people to run our stores and, you know, we can't hire anybody in, but at the same time, we've got this mass exodus of people leaving because ultimately... The job sucks and the the pay is shit. So right. you know. So so you guys were full service. So you had a deli and I'm assuming that So some of our stores did run uh made to order kitchens, so they would have delis and they would also have like fried foods, pizzas, subs, stuff like that. Um, you know, so we ran, you know, basically restaurants inside some of our stores and then, you know, other stores would have things like Dunkin' Donuts in them or, you know, we'd run a coffee bar or whatever. But, right. you know, it, we we did a lot in convenience. Like, it is definitely a multifaceted thing. Yeah, correct. All right. So Irish Connection asked, did corporate have any idea how things worked on store level or how conditions were like for staff? <laughs> wow absolutely not man like no absolutely not and when we tried to bring that to their attention they literally just told us to go fuck ourselves like wow that's that yeah no that's yeah that no they they don't they don't care like i legitimately looked at my regional director who was uh my boss's boss right and told him that he needed to take a day and run one of my stores and see what my managers actually go through and he refused. Of course they refuse. <laughs> All right, <laughs> oh, so they don't they don't want to leave their office. No. Like that's just no. No, and uh so from the chat Matt says, "Sorry to say we've had nothing but bad things to say about our DMs." And I'm sure you probably rub oh, shoulders with DMs that are exactly like the ones he's talking about. Oh yeah, no, believe me man. Like I mhm there's yeah. And I've had my fair share of bad ones like that. You know, I definitely I definitely understand that generally your district manager is kind of the beginning of, well, we don't really associate with you because you are upper corporate. And I mean, my whole thing out here is to kind of let you all know that there are some of us out there that really do legitimately care about our people and legitimately want to get this thing going for you guys and make sure that we are spreading the wealth and make sure that you know everybody is involved with what needs to be done you know we got to be taking care of people you know i mean we're not even like 10 minutes into this and i'm like this is pro this is probably the greatest dm on the face of the planet because nobody behaves (laughs) this way i mean and that's 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 the cool thing is you know you stuck to your guns and you were trying to make sacrifices to help your people and that is something that is so lacking in, oh, yeah, no. in, in you know, any kind of district manager position. Because you're right. It's like once you reach district manager, you kind of break away from store level mentality. And all of a sudden, you're better than everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, my whole thing with that was, you know, I'm not... I'm not any better than any of my store managers. I'm not any better than any of my managers in training. I'm not any better than any of my assistants or cashiers. I mean, we're all people. We're all doing the same job. We're all in it together. So, you know, if I walk into one of my stores and somebody on my crew is having a bad day, it's, all right, man, what's up? What's going on? How can I help you? Is there something that that I can do to fix this? You know, or or if it's, you know, I walk in and they have three vendors and, a, and you know, truck coming in. It's, all right, cool. I'm going to go check in that vendor and I'm going to go check in this vendor and I'm going to go start throwing truck. I didn't leave my people out to the wind. Holy shit. You may be the greatest, you one of the greatest truck. Oh, yeah, man. I, I would, I threw truck three times a week. Holy I have shit. I've never seen that in my wow, life. Wow. You might be the greatest guest ever in the history of the retail war zone <laughs> at this moment in time, barring Irish connection, of course, so, but still <laughs> that is amazing. I do, a, I do got a question though. Go ahead. Yeah. What's up? Um, what helped shape your view of looking at uh, people just like as your equal, like, was it because you started at entry level and you oh, just absolutely. thought like, Hmm, 
if I get to that position one day, like, did you hate your DM when you was at that entry level? So I will tell you if it, it's a, that's actually kind of a funny story. Um, so I had the same DM for a decade. Um, yeah, no, man. And, and I will tell you. I'm like, thinking of I, mine right now. Oh, yeah, my God. I, I straight hated him up until about like my third year of being a store manager. Um, long story short, we got robbed. He never showed up. And of course. I flipped out on him. Like Good. the next next time he came to visit, I literally went up one side of him and down the other. Good for you. And oh yeah, like my my crew could hear me screaming at him through my solid metal office door. Well, um, and this is a message I, as an hourly associate, have for everyone watching the retail war zone. You have that power as an associate. Yes, you do. No, I don't have to take bullshit. Mm-mm. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you yeah. have good people like melodic here that will look out for you yeah so just remember that when you when yeah. you have a good dm that it's it's kind of like a unicorn i mean it really is if you have a good <laughs> well, dm you know i, I know i man. cannot believe that i just heard a district manager say they threw truck yeah. steve could you imagine our district manager at Kmart coming in and throwing trucks? Well, no, but I did have a great DM at Dollar Tree who who did a lot to help. <laughs> and 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 Hero will tell you, in my history of working in retail, which has been a long fucking time, that DM at Dollar Tree to this day, there's never been anybody close. Dude really, really helped a lot. And and you know, and and he wound up getting injured. Um, he was in an office, and some shelves collapsed, and he got oh, concussed. And uh, my understanding is the last word I heard was he can still not drive. And this the the injury happened two and a half three years ago, and the company exactly. and the company exactly. just bought him out. You know. Oh, of course. You know. Um, so a couple things from the chat. Hero says, uh, did they refuse across the board to give any type of raises? So what they ultimately did, um, I was looking for a dollar across the board for all 12 of my stores. Um, they picked two of my stores where I was having a really hard time hiring people. Um, they legitimately only had a manager and two cashiers to run a 24 hour location. And those two stores were allowed an extra dollar. Now we're bringing them up to 13. Woo. Mm, wow. Well, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of progress, but not, not great. Um, and hero also asked, how often were you visiting your stores? Now I would ex- assume that inconvenient it's a lot different than like regular retail. So I, with 12 stores, what was your daily? Cycle? daily. So you were hitting them all daily. I wasn't hitting them all daily, but I would visit all of my stores at least once a week. And then my problem stores, I'd see two or three times a week. Nice. Um, Irish Connection says, as a district manager, what was the most incompetent slash toxic department? HR, marketing, or top level? (laughs) It's definitely the executive team, man. No joke. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, there's a shocker. Oof. Um, and then, yeah, no, I, I will tell you, like, my HR business partner, he was the man. Like, I loved my hr guy um do you know how rare of a statement that is that you just made oh i know believe me i know i got incredibly lucky with my hr guy you he sure was as fuck cool. did yeah no my my hr guy was a really cool dude awesome all right um and then hero also says my dm for jesus's craft store was a worker too until yeah that's right so i had a district manager my first district manager at hobby lobby she was actually really really good she worked i mean she 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 would go into a store set she'll be setting counters and whatnot and 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 she was hard to work for you know her standards were high but I love the woman. She was great. And, and and honestly, if you did her good job, she tried her best to take care of you. So, um, Also, Hero says, do you feel like visiting so often helped you keep a pulse on it? Because I cannot fathom once a month being good enough. 
Oh, once a month's definitely not good enough. Anybody that's only visiting their sites once a month is definitely, they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, once <laughs> a month, once a month, you can't, you don't know what's going on with your stores if you're only visiting once a month. Absolutely not. You have no clue what's going on in that building. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, your experience of working ground floor and coming up is the reason you were a good DM because you understand. I mean, and trust me, if I could have every district manager I've ever had on on this show, which would never fucking happen, but (laughs) um, no one except maybe a couple. And and I've been doing this for thirty years, would would be able to kind of even come close to matching you. So I, you know, I'm really really pleased with. I mean, I hate that the situation was what it was, but it is so yeah. awesome to hear somebody who didn't forget where they came from. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, realistically, like I said, you know, every other place that I've been, I've been that entry level employee. So why am I going to go in and shit on my entry level hourlies when, you know, by the grace of God, that could have been me. Yeah, and it, and it is. I, I don't know who I saw post it on Twitter today. Could have been blame tag. I'm not real sure, but you know, somebody posted on Twitter today. It's the employees are the ones that make everybody rich, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and and that's 100% correct. And, um, you know, even like the HR thing, I mean, we've talked about this before on the show. Yeah, Irish Connection, like, wow, I have yet to meet an HR employee that was anything other than a pain in the face, you know, because <laughs> most corporations, the HR is just a front, you know, to protect the brand, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, if you talk to any HR person, they'll straight tell you their job is not to protect co- the employees. Their job is to protect the company. Correct. Office. So, yeah, no. They're if you think that your HR person is your best friend, you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah, some seriously. I mean, we're talking like phenytoin drugs or phenytoin. However you say the shit, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's cool. Now, all twelve of your locations were they all twenty four hours? all but two of them so in your experience well well, let's just say from working ground floor up until being a dm what kind how what was your how how many robberies were there so it really all depends on location um (laughs) obviously the store that i ran was robbed once in the entire decade that i was there um and then in my area, we had a spree of robberies in, like, the southern part of the market. But that was literally one guy going crazy, knocking over a bunch of convenience stores because he escaped from jail. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no, that was definitely a fun one. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody thinks that convenience is such a dangerous occupation. But I'll tell you what, man, like I got slapped in the face when I worked at Walmart. So it's not any different inconvenience. Oh, holy shit. You worked at Walmart. Oh yeah. I worked at Walmart for a year and a half. It was one of the, it was actually, I left Walmart to go to the place that, um, I ended up at for a decade. Wow. Yeah. Wal- yeah uh, wal- no. Oh boy. <laughs> Alex, you got anything to say? I do. I do. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, you as a district manager, would you rather your store manager, would you rather your management staff of said establishment, said store, would you rather them know you're coming or you show up unexpected? Like what what yielded the That's best? That's a result? great fucking question. So, I mean, I guess it really all depends on what it was that I was looking for. Um, if I was coming in to do what we were uh, what we would call dashboards where I was going in and, and grading the store and the manager's uh, performance. Um, if I was going in to do something like that, I, I actually gave my crew about a week's notice before I showed up to do anything like that. So is that kind of like um, an audit? Yeah, kind of. Right, gotcha. I mean, it wasn't a financial thing. It was literally like um, company standards. You know, what does image look like? What do the planograms look like? Stuff like that. Um but when it came to just doing site visits, I didn't really tell anybody where I was going unless I was like scheduled to be somewhere. Like if I needed to talk to an employee at one store, I would be there at a specific time. But 
otherwise, I literally, you know, would stop in, see how my managers were doing, see if they needed help with anything, you know, throw a couple sodas in the cooler door, stock a couple things on the shelf, face in front, and then, you know, go out and be on my way. Like, So it, would those yeah. trips be unexpected or? Yeah, no, they wouldn't know that I would be coming just for the general visits. I mean, everybody knew to expect me at least once a week anyway. They just didn't know exactly when, unless I was doing something like a dashboard. Um, and, and actually, I found that both announced and unannounced visits have their merits. Um, announced visits really let you schedule a session with your manager to go over things that they may need help with. So, you know, like one of my managers may come to me and be like, hey, I don't really understand this new environmental thing that we're doing. And I would schedule a time to go in and be like, all right, I'll spend, you know, the next two hours going over Enviro's with you. Jesus. Where was this DM in my career? What the fuck, man? <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> yeah, the question kind of just like left me like the train Fair. just went off. But um, me as a district manager, if I ever got that job, I would want to show up unannounced to see how the store was really being ran. So, but did oh, you yeah. ever get... Any examples of that? Yeah, so speak, oh, absolutely. speaking of that real quick, so did you ever impart to your store management staff that your expectation was it shouldn't be any different whether they knew you were coming or they did? Absolutely. And I mean, one of our biggest things as as a company was image. So, you know, you all, you all know, like you go into a convenience store, it's nasty looking, it's dirty, yep. it's grungy, it's, it's gross. We were the exact opposite. You walk into one of our stores, it was bright, it was clean, everybody was quote unquote happy. Like it was, you know, a complete one eighty one eighty from what you would expect at a normal normal convenience. Right. Um, uh, after but, we go off stream, I gotta take a guess at where you work now. You uh, <laughs> hey, I, I took I took a guess, Alex. You won't guess it. I'm telling you right no. now. No, so, not unless you do a little bit of research. Yeah. No. So let me ask you, um, did you guys have QTs up there? No, we don't have uh, QT up this way. Did you have Wawa? Unfortunately, we are too far north for the land of Wawa. Uh, yeah, because it's my understanding that uh, people I know that are around Wawa's, they talk about Wawa's like it's fucking Disneyland. It's like it, like magic. I tell you what, man. If you ever get the chance to go to a Wawa, go get that shit. Their food is great. The, the only thing I knew about Wawa ever in my life was I bought uh, for a while. I, I was a Bam Margera fan, and I bought the movie Haggard. And there was a whole thing about breaking bottles behind the Wawa, and I had no idea what the fuck that meant until I realized oh, yeah. that there was a convenience store called Wawa. Yeah, yeah, no, and Wawa is like its own thing. They are crazy. But yeah, no, think like, do y'all have like 7-Eleven out there, like where they have food and shit? Yeah, we, we have 7-Eleven here. Like down here where we are, we have 7-Eleven, we have QT, we have Racetrack. Racetrack's huge in the Atlanta market, which is where Alex is currently. Um, okay. And actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Racetrack's corporate is like downtown Atlanta. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it at all. No, the whole thing with Wawa is they were like the first convenience company to focus on food service. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, like, their food service program is crazy. Mm. So, going through some questions, a hero asked, what was better? The butt kissers or the straight up workers? And could you spot the backstabbers? Oh my God, yes. So I didn't tolerate bullshit or drama. Um, and I didn't really enjoy ass kissery. So, yeah, ass kissery sucks. Yeah, no, I straight preferred my hardworking, honest managers like i straight had a manager that if she was having a bad day would call me screaming just a vent and at some point inevitably she would tell me that i sucked oh wow for whatever reason 
And honestly, like, I appreciated that more than the managers that were like, oh, my God, you're doing such a good job. It's like, no, tell me how I can help you. Tell me what needs to be changed. I can understand that. Yeah. I I can really feel that. Yeah, I bet bet, bet the the ass kissers, I mean, I've always found them to be extremely easy to pick out. (laughs) I mean. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so um, Matt says, I've been in the South for like six years. I haven't been to Wawa yet, but when he lived up north, we had some Wawas, but they all got out by Krausers. Are you familiar with that one? No, that's that's still not. the. So I will tell you all, um, I mean, the biggest convenience company around here is a thing called Cumberland Farms. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's the big convenience chain up here. So... All of your locations, you said you had some that were like full serve and had like fried food and whatnot. So when, so those, did you have like, you know, the fried chicken and all that other shit and whatnot? Yeah, we, we did roadies, which was basically like the fried chicken and the potato wedges and all that. Oh, I love the potato wedges down here. We have Spinks and, and Spinks has (laughs) potato wedges and, and the potato wedge thing for me. Actually, Alex, you you won't remember this. The potato wedges for me are something that we used to be called JoJo fries. That Kmart used to have a deli, and the Kmart deli had JoJo fries, and it was actually worth going to Kmart just to get that shit. Oh yeah, no. So <laughs> I, I remember was, when the, I remember yeah. when Kmart had Little Caesars. Yeah, fuck Little Caesars. <laughs> I mean, when Kmart had a deli, it was it was banging, man. Those, those potato wedges—that's some special shit. So, do, oh, so, God. so, did your stores that you have? Did you guys have the potato wedges? Oh hell yeah, we had the JoJo's. Oh, God, I don't. It, it literally says that on the back. It straight says JoJo's on the back. Oh, I love that shit, man. That is awesome. And down here, we also have like a local chain called Dodges. And Russell in the chat says Dodges has the best wedges and chicken back in the day. Um, but yeah, I believe it. Like convenience stores, not for nothing, man. Especially like your little family-owned joints. They have some bomb food. What's crazy, like down here, like our big one in South Carolina is Spinks, okay? And all of a sudden you're looking and it's like DoorDash and Uber Eats will deliver Spinks food to you. And I'm like, holy shit, we've yep. we, we've we've crossed the Rubicon here now. <laughs> I mean it's like what the Oh fuck? no, like we were we were actually taking mobile orders for the restaurants in one of our stores. Wow. Um, you, yeah. you ever heard of, uh, Matt said we had Cumbies where I grew up. You ever heard of Cumbies? Yep. That's Cumberland Farms. That's Cumbies. Oh, oh okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody up here is going to call them Cumbies. Nice. Nice. Matt, did you, did you like Cumbies? I, hey, look, I, other than potato wedges, I haven't bought food from like a fucking gas station. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And honestly, man, it's, it's way safer than it was 10 years ago. Um, convenience has kind of turned especially up here convenience stores and convenience chains have kind of turned into mini restaurants that sell gas and some of the food that you can get at these joints is choice wow it's the crispy chicken yeah 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 matt you can, you can get some legitimate food matt says yeah cumbies was a standard late night stop like more oh, hell yeah. more so than taco bell that's impressive yes Yes. Wow. For real. So, so let me ask you this. All right. So you worked from quite a while. You worked from a decade. Um, how hard was it for you to leave? Oh man. It, I mean, I'm still having a hard time with it. Not going to lie. Um, I, I will say that the hardest part for me was leaving my team. Um, I mean, Especially the crew at my the store that I was still uh, running myself. Right. Um, I, I'm still in contact with the manager in training and one of the cashiers there. Um, and, and 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 I mean, ultimately, I knew I would be all right. I wasn't worried about me. I was more worried about like the state that I was leaving things in for them. God, you're so fucking because rare. I, I just want to say that so just, rare. Yeah, like I just, you know, I felt worse about leaving them in alert than I did about whatever I had going on. And that was, I mean, even when I was talking to 
the corporate lawyer and our HR guy, like that was my biggest concern was I need to take care of my people before I leave. Right. All right. So Hero asks, are you are you leaving to be a DM somewhere else? No, I am actually completely done with retail. Um, <laughs> I have decided that I've spent the last 15 years doing it, and I am done. Uh, I am actually currently looking for something entry-level uh, work from home. So I'm going to be doing, like, call center work, whatever. Wow. Uh, so in going with that, Irish Connection asks, did you have an epiphany moment that made you think, fuck retail, or did it happen gradually? It was kind of a gradual. Um, I mean, I have kind of put myself through hell over the last decade. How many, spe- mean, speaking of which, not to interrupt you, how many hours a week were you working? As a DM, between 50 and 100 a week. Rough. What, yeah. the, you know, yeah. fi- I mean, when you hear 50, you're like, okay, I can see that. But when you start getting 100, mm. Yeah, <laughs> 50 to 100 hours a week is a lot of fun. I mean, as a store manager, I was pulling the same. It was 50 to 100 hours a week as a store manager for them as well. Wow. And Matt says in big letters across the chat, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I bet I hold the uh, record for the longest shift worked with no break in the room. Oh, let's hear it. What is it? 20. 26 hours straight running right holy shit that's fucking awful (laughs) i'm not i'm gonna go ahead and tell you about hour 15 of that i'd be like now there there was one time in my career uh when i worked for (laughs) office max um and I, i had a great mentor so this gentleman i found out unfortunately passed away Mm, i guess last year year before something like that but anyway when i worked for him we had inventory and the power went out and pipes bursted and all this whatnot and i actually worked for 24 hours straight on an inventory and it was so bad that we had like this roll around scaffolding that you would stand on so you could get like the top stock and count it and people were pushing me around while i was laying down on that damn thing (laughs) it was awful yep um, yeah, no. Now, now imagine being the cashier on duty for twenty six hours straight, and and inconvenience. You don't get a break. There's no fifteen. There's no, no hour lunch. You are the only person on shift, so there is no break. Oh, so this is this is something that that I need to ask you. So, what was the policy on staffing for overnights? Did you have just one person in the building? So that was actually a fight of mine uh, with corporate and another fight that I lost. Um, I was of the opinion that we needed to have at least two people on third shift at all times for safety reasons. Um, And I I will straight tell you, one of my girls got attacked on third shift one night by a methed out customer. And we still only ran one person. See, now, that, now that's something that I will say. Now, my son, my oldest son worked for convenience store here in South Carolina for a while. And, yeah. and he did okay because of where we were located. I mean, and, and the cops were, you know, pretty plentiful. And then there was a strip club like next door. So all the bouncers liked him and whatnot. <laughs> but it was always just one person. And to me, you know, coming from retail, it's like you should have at minimum two people in the building at all times. And I know oh, I agree completely. Yeah. And I know from him that he didn't. And I just do. Not, oh, never. I, I just do not understand why corporations look at it like, oh, we're only going to have one person on overnight. Oh, okay. So technically speaking, it's the most dangerous shift. Oh, Jesus, man. One person on overnight. Yeah. I had one person per shift all day long. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's just bullshit. It's like, you know. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's where you start looking at these companies and you're like, well, they really don't fucking care because no. they're going to say Dollar General. Okay. Case in point. I did work for Dollar General for a whopping 30 days before I went to Dollar Tree. In Dollar General, one person closing. I mean, if 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 it just happened and, and you know, it was not, you know, somebody called out or whatnot, okay, you're going to close with one. And I'm like, you just don't fucking care, you know? 
No, no. And at that point, they're not thinking safety. They're thinking dog. Exactly. Um, let's see. Matt says, my longest total shift was 16 hours, but I got breaks. Shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it oh, sucks. God. 16 hours? That's nothing inconvenience. You get one person calling out, and you're working a 16-hour So, So speaking of, so being a DM inconvenience. So let's say you had a situation where somebody called out like a crucial shift. Did you fill the shift? Did you actually go work it? Or was it like, for instance, if nobody was around and nobody would come in, did you step in and fill that shift? So I had to do that myself once. Yes. When one of my managers and half of a crew went out on COVID, um, I got up at three o'clock in the morning and made sure that I was at the store for 5 a.m. for first shift and ran first shift because I had no manager, no cashiers, no nothing. Um, but you actually did, but you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Irish. But I mean, ultimately, ultimately, the way that we ran it, company policy was if a cashier called out and nobody else would cover it, ultimately, your store manager had to do it. And a lot of the times, that's how it went. Right. All right. So Irish Connection asks, what was the most unethical thing corporate <laughs> asked or suggested you to do as a district manager? This ought to be good. Oh God! I mean, that's the thing. They Aubrey. never really—they <laughs> never really asked me to do anything unethical, aside from the way they wanted me to treat my people. And I mean, realistically, you know, not treating your people like human beings is pretty damn unethical. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> um, but there had to be like that one so, extreme thing that stands out, right? Yeah, there's got to be. No, I mean, there's got to be something. We never. We never really did much of anything that was shady because our industry is so locked down where, okay. you know, we're dealing with age-restricted products and, you know, gasoline. So <laughs> we we couldn't fart wrong without the state showing up at our store. Although Matt says in the chat, and, and I agree with this, leaving one person alone overnight is pretty unethical to him. Oh, I agree completely. And I almost got fired over that fight. Wow. Irish Connection says, I like Melodic. He is one of the crew. <laughs> Congrats. Welcome to the fam, sir. Hope. Hell yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, uh, honestly, you guys are super chill. I'd love to come hey, back. Hey, uh, we will have you back. You know, make sure you sub to us on YouTube and whatnot. Look, I've, my whole thing is I'm building a crew. All right. I'm not building a crew for me. I get nothing out of this. Other than Fair other enough. than the joy of having a collective group of people, no matter how large it gets, that all have the same mindset, and oh, yeah. and and that's that's what we're here for, and that, and that's why, you know, Irish Connection, you know, honestly, Irish Connection was the first person that really reached out to me from Reddit when I first started all this back in February, and yeah. you know. Reddit's a really weird fucking place. It's like Reddit. <laughs> it really is. Reddit is like, okay, we're going to post retail memes and then I'm going to make a post and I'm going to bitch about shit, but I'm not, I don't want to sit down and have a conversation. And, no, they just want to be right. And, and for me, I'm looking for conversation and that's why I was so thankful, you know, when you messaged me and I'm like, yeah, let's do this shit, man. Because, oh. you know, I, I want to build this conglomerate of people, an army, so to speak. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you and you know, it, it it's the business is, is rough. I mean, it's been rough for years, and then you throw COVID on top of the business. Oh, yeah. Oh, holy shit. You go into some next-level bullshit there. And Oh, and I mean, can, can I just say, absolutely. can I ask, any, has anybody else experienced this, or is it just a convenience thing? But have customers gotten absolutely ridiculous over the last two Actually, days? Actually, you, you, yes. you, you missed an episode that we had. Um, I'm waiting for Matt to pop up here in the, in the chat quickly. Um, <laughs> we had an episode a few weeks ago talking about how customers have gotten worse with COVID. Um, oh, yeah. and, and how the customer 
and oh, there it is. Fuck yeah, Matt says. Um, how the customer employee relationship, which used to be important and used to be a bond, is now completely yeah. destroyed because they were already entitled to begin with. Because when corporations decided we're going to run with the customer is always right, you, they started rewarding bad behavior. Oh, yeah. Now, I will say that is one thing that does not exist in convenience. The customer is not always right in convenience. Really? Yes. Because we are dealing with age-restricted products, alcohol, tobacco, lottery, um, we are actually one of the few industries where in customer service, we are expected to tell our customers no. Wow. That is, that's like unicorn fucking land right there. Yeah. We, we actually had the right to refuse service at any time for any reason. So, so let me ask you something. All right. So I don't know if you could see me or whatnot. I've got gray hair and whatnot, but let's say. You know, I'm actually like 30. Uh, well, I'm actually like underage, and I've got like some disease that makes me age more. I don't ever get carded. No one ever asks me anything. Yeah, so I will say uh, with us, uh, our company policy was anybody under the age of 35, it did not matter. They needed to be carded. Um, and we actually enforce that if you did not card somebody under the age of 35, uh, corporate could actually tap into our cameras and watch what was going on at any time. Right. So if they tapped in and they saw somebody, whether it was a regular customer, your brother, they didn't care. If you didn't card that person, you were fired on the spot. Wow, that, that's kind of impressive. So I don't know what this means because I'm elderly, but Matt says, how many people fight with you about Lucy's. What are Lucy's? Lucy's are going to be loose cigarettes. Oh, um, they are actually yeah, they are illegal to sell up here. So it's not something we ever really get into. So is is that like somebody coming in and wanting to buy like one cigarette for like a quarter or some bullshit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there okay. There's some. There is some <laughs> There are some like bodegas and in, in, uh, ethnic markets where you can go in and be like, bro, uh, I only have the money to buy like a cigarette. Can I buy a cigarette? Like, that's totally a thing. It's illegal as hell, but it is a thing. Oh, and Hero asks, how many people have you seen fired for that? For selling loose cigarettes? Yeah. Um, none. None. Now, people... People terminated for playing lottery on the clock, quite a few. Wow. Oh, no, she says not carding. How many people have you seen get terminated for not oh, carding? not carding? Oh, God. Across the time that I was there, I only had one person fail a sting. And, yeah, no, he was terminated on the spot. And then I know of four or five others that failed stings and were terminated. So, yeah, it, it, they didn't play with that at all. Wow. Um, so I got something. Go ahead, Alex. Why I think uh, about what I'm trying to ask. This is probably a, like an emotional one here. Oh, geez. But have you ever had someone you really like? You catch them, not card someone, do something. They have to get terminated. And have you ever had to go and terminate someone yourself? Yes. Okay. So I Good was responsible for terming people on the regular. I was the disciplinarian so oh, so they made you do it oh yeah no i i was well, you come in and throw a truck <laughs> yeah. you get the- <laughs> yeah so there was only across my time in doing it there was only one termination that i felt bad about um she was a single mom it was the week before thanksgiving <clears throat> And she had been caught playing scratch tickets on the clock, which for us is an automatic term. And I had to let her go. It was awful. And I hated it. So going with that, what would you say has is the most insane over the top termination you had to do? I mean, the most over the top term I had to do was the kid that stole $3,600 from me. Yep. And he admitted to, like, my district manager at the time, because I was the store manager, my DM at the time, my DM at the time actually managed to get this stupid idiot 
to write out a statement admitting to $1,500 in theft, which is the bare minimum for felony theft. Right. Have him write out this statement and sign it for us. Wow. So, and this dude, this dude was stupid enough to do it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You admit to it, it's like goodbye. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, what Did is they go to jail? Uh, he actually fled the state so that he wouldn't be incarcerated. Oh, wow. Uh, so, that that was that shit was planned. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Um, from a theft standpoint, what was your experience as a DM? Percentage wise, and, and obviously I'm not looking for 100 percent accurate numbers here, but yeah. but if you if you could break it up, what percentage of theft was internal versus external? Oh Jesus, I'm going to tell you that like 80 to 90 percent of your theft is internal theft. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, no, the majority of your theft is internal theft. How many people did you fire for a candy bar? For a candy bar, uh, one, but that's because she got on my nerves. <laughs> okay, well, at least you're honest, and that's okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie about it, man. She was obnoxious, and I was looking for a reason. Wow. Uh, he... And she happened to give it to me by stealing from me. Oops. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, it, that's how it works sometimes. Uh, Hero, so... Hero asks, <laughs> did you have any control over your vendors? Like, if they sucked, could you or your managers do something about it? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I got vendors kicked out of my store on the regular. Yes, because vendors think they're fucking God. Oh, yeah, no. So we actually had a uh, mentality at the company that I worked at that the vendors work for us. That's the way it is. I mean, that's true. And because of that, if we were busy with customers, the vendors waited. And there were times my vendors would wait 45 minutes an hour for one of us to be free to go and help them. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, like we were told serve customers first. So let me ask So let me ask you. So in the broad spectrum of all the vendors you have, now mind you, I've worked grocery and all sorts of shit. So I know how the vendor thing works. Who yeah. who are the worst vendors to deal with? Your chip guys. Oh my god. Fucking Frito Lay. Arrogant. They are so arrogant. The fucking Frito Lay yes, is like, are. I need this space. You yep. be, they they will track you down, Steve. <laughs> they sure will. Track you down, and they will sit and say, uh, "Excuse me, what are we gonna do about me putting my Frito Lays up?" Well, no. Everybody I've ever dealt with is like, "We paid for this fucking position," and da 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 da. And we're like, "No, the fuck you yeah. didn't." <laughs> yeah, and, and I will tell you, man. Like the coolest vendors I had were my tobacco reps. They were yeah, cigarette so reps are always fun. great. You know oh what? yeah, that's weird because where I worked at, same. Yeah, no, your tobacco reps are so chill because they don't care. No, their product sells itself. Hey, yeah, they don't have to do shit. They can put up signs; but it don't matter. Will, I'm a smoker. I know this. They will literally tell you, "I don't have to sell shit. My product sells itself. I come in, I put up the signs, I go home." Exactly. Money hand over fist. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Matt says we fired a guy at the theater for stealing a pack of twenty four hot dogs. That's awful. Um, Irish Connection says cash theft? Question mark. In my experience, stock theft is eighty percent customers. So cash cash theft with us was always going to be internal, but I will tell you uh, where you're where. We're a little bit different where we're dealing with alcohol and cigarettes. Right. And where the majority of the tobacco products are behind the counter out of customer reach. Any theft of tobacco products or OTP, uh, cigars, wraps, anything like that, is going to be internal theft. Right. Like, a customer's not going to steal a pack of cigarettes. So, so cigarette inventory, how, how often do they have to count with it, you know, within a day? <laughs> beginning and end of every shift. All right. So beginning shift, they can give you a count of what they've got. Ending shift, they give you a count of what they got. And I'm assuming that someone somewhere is reconciling detail tapes or transactions with the amount sold. Yep. 
So what we did was every shift was responsible for a beginning count and an ending count. Right. Um, so I could actually track shift to shift to shift what they had sold. Um, and we also had the ability through our POS to pull a report that was literally every keystroke that the register made. Nice. So, so, so you could bust somebody sliding cigarettes or whatnot. Oh, hell yeah. Easily. Nice. All right, because that would be the thing. Okay, so what about alcohol? So, like, is there a count on alcohol or what? So, beer we counted once a week uh, just because of the sheer volume of beer that we had in the store. Right. Uh, wine wine got counted about once a month because, realistically, ain't nobody but wino stealing wine. Yeah, true. So, um, and, and I mean, you know... If somebody steals a beer out of a six-pack, it's pretty obvious that now you have a five-pack. Right. So, beer theft was usually pretty easy. Um, I will say with alcohol theft, you're probably at like a 75, 25 employees to customers. Because you would have the customers that would just grab a, a, a 30 rack off of the display and run out the door like that's not unheard of. so so how many people have you busted in your in your time as a dm that were like trying to find a way to hook up their friends with shit so um in loss prevention we called that sweetheart deals um we had quite a few people that got busted for sweetheart deals uh whether it was sliding free product to friends or you know Charging them less than they're supposed to be charged. I mean, it, it was realistically like, yes, loss prevention is important. But when it comes to my cashiers possibly slipping a friend a free soda, I'm I'm way less likely to jump at them for that than like cash that. All right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Alex, you got anything, bro? Uh, you've got to. I mean, this has been a fascinating conversation. You have to have shit. <laughs> well, I do got one thing. It's kind of off topic, but. Yeah, what's up? Um, I had mentioned to Steve before about having an associates versus managers discussion with team addicts being team associate, <laughs> team Steve being team manager. All right. I want you to know, Melodic, you're on my team. No, 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 no. That's not how the rules work. If you've got manager in your title, they're on my side, bitch. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Yeah, no, I'm no, just no. saying. Melodic is on my team. Yeah, yeah but uh, but but you know, Melodic, I'm gonna tell you, this has been an extremely, extremely educational, educational and enlightening conversation. And well, I'm sure. And I, I mean, won't. It, it, it's it's not very often that you get somebody from upper management that actually understands what it's like to be on the ground floor of a company. And I mean, realistically, like the people that forget where they came from, they're just doing themselves a disservice because they are missing out on a lot of really cool opportunities. I'm going to be honest with you. You you rank up there in my like hero worship stuff because uh, let me tell you, (laughs) this this was impressive. This was a, a very impressive fucking conversation because, like I said, I've been doing this. I started in like grocery retail in 1988 and oh jesus yeah so i've been i mean i remember working places before we had scanners all right and yep i remember my first job was an ms dos uh hand punch register i remember having i remember my first job was working in the grocery store and i had a pricing gun and i had to, to put a price on every single fucking thing i put out so oh no that's how it still is inconvenience we had to price every product it's like flashbacks it's like via it's like vietnam we we had the old school garby gun yep and so you know i've been around and and i've i've said numerous times that you know the thing about when you decide to jump in this business and this is what you do for the rest of your life you know the thing I, i have said was I've watched society devolve in real time over yeah. these 30 years. And you know, I've had some good, I've only had a couple of good DMs, but most all of them were bad. And to hear you okay. come on here 
and tell your story, I would love for you to be my DM. Alex, what about you? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Man, absolutely. that's really that's really cool to hear because the place that I just left legitimately pushed me out. Well, fuck them. <laughs> because they're, they're, the reason they pushed you out is the reason why I do this podcast, which is profits over people. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I just, I don't roll that way. Yeah, and, and, well, and that's the thing. I mean, you don't. Like, Irish Connection has, has a good question for you. What advice would you give to someone entering retail today that you wish you knew when you started? Get Fuck out. You don't do anything else. <laughs> oh, okay. That works. That works. <laughs> retail. <laughs> you know, why would you work retail right, right now? You could literally work from home for 14 plus an hour. Right correct. Now. Correct. And, and, you know, Matt was like, you know, he responded to me about, you know, having DMs. He's like, hell yeah, I would too. You know, you're a rarity. You're a gem, okay? And that's so disheartening because realistically, like, if more people in upper management focused on the fact that our hourlies are still people, mm -hmm. we wouldn't be in the hiring crisis that we're in right you, now. You are 100% correct. I, I, I'm yeah. a huge advocate for the fact that I have friends and people I know that's like no one wants to work because of unemployment and all this other bullshit. No. But that's the thing. Like if you read the research papers that have come out on this because there have already been papers put out by socioeconomists about what's going on. Correct. They've literally said the studies have literally proven that when they cut that extra unemployment benefit. It doesn't cause people to go back or stop quitting. No, it doesn't. It just, it just means that poor people are now poor. Again. Yeah, it, it, it comes down to, and this is something I, I tried to, I mean, like I said, I'm 50, I just turned 51. So I'm not like young. All right. So I tried to have a conversation with somebody who was older than me about, oh, God, for uh, yeah, about why. It is what it is because they're like, oh, well, no one wants to work. I'm like, no, people are tired of making shit money and getting stomped on. Oh, yeah. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. It's, it, this I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but like I've been assaulted as a cashier. Wow. I've been verbally threatened as a cashier. I've had people go over the counter at me as a cashier for eight to ten dollars an hour like tell me what other job is that acceptable no nowhere nowhere now um russell asks would you advise someone to stay at store level management or go in to upper level like starting at dm and whatnot so i mean realistically if your passion is people go for multi-unit because the freedom is amazing i mean i loved my industry i loved my job i loved what i did the biggest thing that I enjoyed doing was being out in the field and helping people, developing people. God, you're just you know, so merchandising rare. stores. Jesus. So this is crazy. I get chills. This is like crazy to hear. But anyway. So so if your passion is being out in the field and making a difference helping people, yeah, absolutely. Get into multi unit management. If you're in it for the money, it's not fucking worth it. It's not. Well, it never is. I mean, it's never worth oh, it God, in, no. in, in, in it retail. Is still, it is still retail. You you join the ranks of being on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. All right. So last question before we start wrapping everything up here. Hero asks, ask about the difference between hiring in new for more money than people who have been working with the company a long time. Oh, that's a big point of contention for me because um, when I was a DM, I actually found out that as a store manager, I was the lowest paid manager in the state mm. because of the amount of time. Yeah, because the, the, the amount of time that I had actually been in, they had raised the hiring rate for store managers like four or five times and never touched anybody else's pay. Um, wow. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> 
yeah, no, like it, it's definitely, I don't agree with hiring somebody off the street for more money than you're paying the people that have been there. But Fuck I yeah, also, that's what's up. I also, I also think that, you know, if you're raising the hiring rate, you also need to be elevating the rate of pay for the people that have been with you. Thank you. If you go to my, my Twitter the my pinned tweet is the one thing we don't hear talked about enough is these retailers have raised the hiring rate to get people in the building, but and they're not paying their anybody else that rate. They're not proportionately raising everybody. So a fan fucking tastic. Excellent answer. Yeah. Um oh, and an Irish connection <laughs> says real quick, welcome <laughs> to Club Melodic. You are one of us for sure. Hey. Oh, I'm on it. Yeah, the, the, this oh, yeah, has been no, this has been great, bro. I'm not gonna lie. This has been fucking awesome. You, it's been excellent talking to you. It is so refreshing to hear somebody who's worked in the field and worked their way up did not forget where they came from, and when they realized they weren't getting the support to take care of the people, you said, "Fuck it, I'm out." Props, yeah, bro. And 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 the biggest. The biggest hardship that I had in leaving was leaving my people, and that's and that speaks volumes to your character, because even though you were leaving to do whatever you choose to do, because you had had enough, you have enough of a heart to care about your people, and yeah. and that, sir, is is more commendable than any fucking district manager I've ever worked for. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, I'm learning that uh being a, a humanitarian in management is uh not really a thing. Yeah, it is. So But I, I do want to say this and I'm going to extend this invitation to you. You are a member of the family. Um I, stick around. You know, if when all this is over and you go to the YouTube page and whatnot, you'll see links to everything we do. Sign up. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for money. I'm not trying to fucking to, you know, get anything out of anybody. I'm looking to build an army and you can be a general. Let's go. Absolutely, man. Like I would I would love to be back on and talk. We to will you do all, it. Man. Like it, it's been a lot of fun. what what a lot of fun. one thing I've, I'm trying to do and I posted this on Twitter because Matt Starr, you need to go ahead and put it in in, in the chat. The Twitter retail community is the best community. I have, you know, I tried my best to claw through Reddit and whatnot. Now, I'm fortunate because I found you, but, yeah. but you know, the community on Twitter is so embracing and there's so much different knowledge and experience there. Come join us. And what I'm wanting to do, yeah, like Matt just put, best community on Twitter. Uh, You know, what I'm wanting to do, and I posted this, and it's going to be hard because, I mean, we all have lives and we all have jobs and we do things and whatnot. But one night, this podcast is going to be little bitty squares of people on the screen with whatever name they choose to have. And we're just going to sit. And we're just going to fucking talk and we're just going to talk about our experiences and it's going to be great. It's like therapy. And that's what I want this to be. And I want to say thank you so much for reaching out to me. I think this has been great. It's been awesome talking to you and don't go anywhere. You're one of us now. (laughs) Absolutely not, man. Like this is, this has really been a lot of fun, yeah. like especially talking with some like-minded people and and really getting the the validation that I'm not fucking crazy. You're not, like, you know. You're not. You're one of the good guys. Good job, man. Good fucking job, bro. You you went to bat for your people, the people that paid you weren't, and you said fuck it, I'm out. Good job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So. Having said that, Alex, you got anything real quick? We're sitting in the hour oh nine. I, I don't really know much else to add to that. This has been great. I'm I'm not gonna lie. This has been fucking awesome. And if everybody that's watching or whatnot, 
Give us a thumbs up in the chat. This has been fucking great. Yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to end it up here because all of us are old and we need to go to bed. And, you know, my back, I feel like I'm 76 years old today and whatnot. But, you know, the things you do for the community, it is. That's what it is. And Alex, hey, I'm going to give you props. No video games tonight. I am playing video games tonight. Well, thank you, for, thank you for sticking it out because I know normally nine no, no, o'clock was, is your time. I was gonna leave. Yeah, I was gonna leave at um nine. Everybody, look but. look at that shirt that Alex has got. Look at that sexiness that's going on right now. The retail war <laughs> yeah, I was zone. gonna leave at nine, but I I just got so interested in this conversation. I was this like, is this is this has been great, melodic. I appreciate it so fucking much. And and yes, you will be back on again. I will contact you. Um, I, I'm going to, what you can do is, is I'll send you the link to our YouTube and it's got every mm-hmm. link that we have. It's Twitter, my email, the whole nine yards. And, um, yes, we're going to do this again. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Fan fucking tastic. So but thank you so much. I have a request. What's that? Steve, can we find some corrupt, just, just company person that's like, People are controllable expense. No, because they don't have enough have fucking balls. Is. No, the, I, my friend. What, oh, what, I tell you what, man. Those people are too afraid to talk to. Fuck no, they they wouldn't last a minute. A minute. Oh, uh, speaking no. of which, Alex, real quick. Matt says, Alex, you've been playing Quake. Got me on that nostalgic shit. I'm betting. I have not. See, but- see, Alex is a puss. Hey, I'm off. I'm <laughs> off tomorrow, Matt. I mean, I've I've got it. On uh on Xbox is fucking but like I said buttery smooth. I'll, I'll I'll hook up sometime tomorrow if you don't have to work or whatnot. Um, Alex has a switch, so he can get it too. So I mean we can do that. That's one thing. It'd be cool to have like a retail Warzone game night, frag night, frag night. Let's go. That that would be a lot of cool, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, is anybody like I'm actually thinking about getting into Destiny too? Is anybody else playing? Um, I have it. I just I haven't played it really on PC, but I, well, I mean the it. new season just dropped. My wife's been going nuts. Nice. Um, I got a couple questions to ask you once we end the stream. Sweet, <laughs> fair, sweet. All right, so we're gonna get out of here, guys. Um, everybody have a great night. Thank you, everybody for who showed up tonight. Thank you, Matt, for showing up. Yeah. I, I'm you're another one. I'm thankful I met you on Twitter. It's awesome. We're all in this shit together. So um sometime I'm actually off tomorrow, I found out. I was scheduled off. So the audio of this will go up sometime probably before one o'clock tomorrow on Spotify and Anchor and all that other shit. So everybody can listen to it then. <coughs> so good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. Um like I said, melodic, thank you so much for being here. We will do oh, this fucking again. This has been fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. So everybody have a great night and we will see you next fucking time. Peace out, bitches.